I think the great thing about fitness is as a career for me, the endless education that there is. There's always something new to learn. It's not like, great, you're done. You've learned everything. There's no more to teach you, right? There's always new science coming out. There's always new methods coming out. There's always something to go back and be like, oh my gosh, wait, should I rethink the way I used to teach? Hi, I'm Derek Mills. Welcome to the Glow Podcast. My guest today is Jenny Del Pozo, a glow teacher who started her journey into fitness at a young age, fueled by her love for dance. Her classes focus on strength training, cardio, mat pilates, bar, stability, stretching, and high-intensity interval training. I took her recent hip mobility class on glow as I prepared for our discussion. Jenny shares how she navigates burnout and her techniques for connecting with her online students. We'll also touch on the ways that dance stimulates the mind. Whether you're a fitness enthusiast or just looking for a dose of inspiration, you're in for a treat when you listen to Jenny. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Jenny Del Pozo. Hi, Jenny. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Thank you. Same. Thanks, Derek. You know, I was a bit short on time this morning and I wanted to take one of your longer classes, but I was really happy to see that one of your recent classes was a 15 minute hip mobility class. And I wanted to note that I really appreciate how you shared your experience along the way, like how uh, at one point uh, your hip cramped at the same moment that mine did. And <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, and that you felt comfortable to do so. That that means a lot to me. Oh my gosh. Well, that one, like, yeah, that's one that I'm going to definitely keep going back to as well, because I mean, hip mobility, I think is something that I focus a lot on for myself because I know I need it. Um, but then I think with filming for so long and, you know, doing so many workouts on camera. I think one of the best things I've ever learned is like, if you're going through it, they probably are. So like they are too. So it's okay to say like, oh my gosh, this is really tough. Or like, oh, that's a cramp that's really happening. And not have to like, just smile through it and act like there's no pain happening whatsoever. Not, not bad pain, but you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, something yeah. that I've learned along the way of like, you don't have to look perfect when you're doing a workout with somebody. So I'm glad we cramped at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so important because you can sometimes tell when the instructor is having an issue and they're not, they're kind of just like, you know, gritting their teeth and pushing through it. And, uh, and yeah, I always feel a little badly about that. Not on glow, obviously, but you know, elsewhere no. out there in the world. Yes. And, uh, so yeah, I just wanted to note that, and that really helps create, as we've heard over the years, this uh, connection between student and teacher and a and, and greater sense of accessibility. And so I wanted to thank you for that. Oh, thank you for telling me about that. I appreciate it. There was just one note on the class that I wanted to ask you about. The one exercise lying down where the knees are bent at a 90 degree angle, I really, I, I enjoyed it and I, and, and, and I plan on adding it to my routine going forward. I noticed that my left leg wasn't rotating out as far as the other. And so that really motivated me to explore why that is and, and to work on that. Does that move or exercise have a name? 
I'm trying to think of exactly which one you're thinking of. So you're lying on your back, legs are at like a tabletop position. Exactly. And then yeah, was it just internal and external rotation, and, right? And the, yeah, you pivot at the knee. Yes. I don't know if there's, there probably is like a name that somebody's given it along the way. Sure. Um, but it's such good work to, and just to like a real easy way for you to tell if one hip doesn't want to move as much as the other. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I, I don't know if there's, I'm sure there's a name. Someone's given it a name up there. I'm always just like such a like teacher of like, okay, well we're in, we're supine legs are at tabletop position. And then we're doing internal external rotation. So like sometimes like that's as far as I'll go with the name for it, but mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a name out there for it for sure. <laughs> yeah, most likely. <laughs> All right, let's, yeah. let's switch. Let's switch to your background if that's okay with you. Yeah. I'm really curious about the whole full circle arc for you, you know, dancing competitively and professionally for 18 plus years and majoring in fashion and your experience in the, in the apparel industry and then full circle back to your roots uh, to health and wellness and fitness and it just sounds like an inspiring journey. So I'd love to hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a long journey, but I, I really appreciate every aspect of it. Cause I feel like I use so many pieces from all different parts of that journey for sure. Um, I grew up dancing, so I've been dancing since fifth grade. I saw who was like, turned out to be my best friend, but didn't know her at all. And, um, in the, it was, uh, a play at school or something or like some type of showcase and I was like oh I want to do what she does so I asked her for her parents number and then I made my mom call her mom and then I started dancing so then I started doing that and um dance competitive competitively until I was 18 years old and um from there went to I went to community college first because I wasn't sure where I wanted to go or what I wanted to do and I started dancing in community college, but I knew that that's not what I wanted to get necessarily like by college degree in or anything. Um, and I was always interested in apparel and fashion. And it's so funny because I like reached out to fit them. Um, so I went to fashion school, the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in LA. And I reached out to fit them and like booked an appointment with their counselor, didn't even tell my parents and just like drove myself to a meeting with them and then came home and my mom's like where were you I was like oh I was at like a college tour and she's like what like you didn't tell us and I was like no but I have this whole project I want to sign up for the like the, the program that I signed up for and they're like okay we should probably go with you to this next piece of this and it was just so funny but I ended up going to fit em for um I did two majors there I did like merchandise and manufacturing Um, and then I did international manufacturing and product development, which was like this very intensive program with nine students, um, which was really cool. And then I ended up working for PacSun, Pacific Sunwear for four years doing product development for them. Um, I loved it. I loved because it was like my first time struggling in a career, like any job that I did before I was like, all right, I got it. Let's go. And I was really great. Right. It was, um, fun to be that person too. But then with this, like being a full blown career that I was in starting at the very bottom, um, learning so much and like having parts where I was like, I am struggling. I don't get this. How do I get through this? Um, was really actually great for me to have those moments. Um, I, met incredible people along that journey that are still my friends to this day. Most of the people 
that are my friends today are from that job. Um, and it was great. I loved it. But then I felt like something was still really missing in my life. And I kind of had those moments of like, oh my gosh, I drive. It was a very far drive because <laughs> I was still living um, in Redondo Beach and it was in Anaheim. So I did this far drive every single day. I would drive all the way to work and then I would just drive home, have dinner, go to bed and do that every single day. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing anything else aside from this. That's a lot of time on the 405. It's a, it's so much time on the 405. It was a <laughs> lot. Oh my gosh, you know it. Um, and we didn't have like podcasts back then. Like we listened to like whatever CD I put in the car for the, the mm -hmm. time being. Um, and so... I then like made the change of like, all right, I'm going to go from work, drive all the way to Hollywood and take dance class. And then I'll drive all the way home to Redondo beach. And like, I'd get home at like 1030 at night. And, but I was like, my cup was finally full again. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I need to be doing this. Like it was so helpful to do that. And then at some point with that, with my career at PacSun and then loving dance again, I was like, how do I make this dance part of it though, more of my life again, because it was just making me so much happier. Yeah. Um, even though I loved everyone I worked with and I did love the challenge. I was like, okay, I love this challenge, but I feel like, do I see myself going here for the rest of my life? Or is this what I want to do? So I made like a big decision. Oh my gosh. It was so funny. I made my parents come and watch me dance. I was like, come watch me take dance class again. And they're like, <laughs> okay. I'm like, cause I love it so much. <laughs> and make them go. And after class, my mom was like, you should probably stick with the job that you have now. And I was like, no oh, way. No. This. <laughs> and she was like, I mean, and listen, my parents were so crazy supportive, but they're like, you worked so hard to get this job. And like, you're in the career that you're supposed to be in. And like, now you yeah. want to go back to dance from, you know, high school days. And so I totally understand. But like, they came around. I was like, nope, this is definitely what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and so I gave like my job, like four weeks notice. Cause I wasn't, I was like, I'm not going anywhere else. I just know this isn't what I is my end all goal. And they're like, okay. And then started dancing. Like you knew the other path lit you up and. Yes. Like I knew I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and then I left like sobbed in my last day, like talked to my SVP and he's like, you can go back anytime you want. I was like, okay. Aww. And just like, so, like wiping away tears. It was like the sweetest day. That's um, so tough. But I, oh my gosh. But it's so like, it's funny. Cause again, I still talk and I'm still so close with so many of those people. So like, it's amazing that I have those friends and made those connections. And that's where I'm always like, I knew that happened for me for a reason. I know that was part of my path for a reason. Cause I'm like, I, also have this business mindset that I don't think I'd have this day, like today, if I didn't have that career and, you know, have the politics of an office and things like that, you know, which is great to know. It's so helpful to know. I was going to ask you what, having come from that helped, how did it inform like how you navigate your current world? I think it's made me like always want to understand like the business side of things still and not just be a teacher or just be a dancer or just be a designer right like even when I went to fashion school they're like what kind of where do you see yourself I'm like 
I love design, but I want to understand the business aspect of it. I want to understand costs, logistics, all of that. So like, that's where I think it helps me with where I'm at with my career now, because I don't want to just teach and not think of anything else that's going on with the behind the scenes, the back end things. Like I love to understand that world too. So I think it just makes me a well-rounded instructor in that sense of like, I understand that there's timelines for things and everything like that. Listen, sometimes I don't respond to an email as, wish, as fast as I could and, or, and I'm still working on that to this day. But I do understand that there's a lot of people and a lot of moving pieces and parts and it's not just me and my schedule. So I do think it's helpful for where I've come now. Yeah. Well, we all have the occasional experience of not responding <laughs> in time. <laughs> but I always... I, <laughs> I always appreciate that so much in, in teachers when they bring uh, with them that past experience or parallel experience of, of, of appreciating you know, what it takes you know, for a team to operate together in a way that's functional and, and then to merge into that a little bit more seamlessly. Yes. Yeah. I think it's helpful. I think it's, I'm sure you can tell, you know, like, and it's okay to have teachers who don't want to know Absolutely. anything of that back end. Absolutely. But I'm like, tell me everything. <laughs> right. It just may require a little bit more patience and curiosity and yes, and, uh, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. I do love that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's, yeah. So then I started dancing more out when I left Sun, and then I was like, okay, I don't think this is going to be my career path. Like, I don't think this is going to be what makes me money. Um, right. this is what I do love to do though. And what's something that's similar to it? And I was talking to a friend and she's like, you should look into Pilates. And I was like, okay. And then I thought that Pilates would be just something that I would have in my back pocket as a certification and be like, okay, cool. If I ever need to use this, then I'll use it. And when I was going through my certification, I like fell in love with it. I was like, everything made sense. Every single exercise. I was like, yep, got it. Tell me the next one. I'm ready. Like I just loved every single aspect of it. So that's when I knew that that was going to be where I went with my career. And I was like, let's go. I'm like, I'm ready. And when I finished my certification, like I did it through Equinox and they're like, where do you want to work? I was like, I want to work at this location because it's brand new. And it was like, you know, New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, at like a normal gym, but like in the middle of April and everyone was so excited to try out the new club and it made my life a little easier. But I knew that going into it probably a little bit with my business background of like, what, how does that ever happen? Like you don't get to just join a brand new club where everyone's so excited about every aspect of the entire company and building and everything. So, so like I got to teach Pilates to so many people right off the bat, which really helped me as well. Yeah. What a cool experience. And then uh, one more point I wanted to make on, on the, the dancing side of things that <laughs> we're finding now that dance as this combination of physical and engaging cognitive faculties is really good for longevity like healthy aging and so i'm i'm a little envious that you have that in your your, your back pocket listen you can take a dance class too <laughs> but it's that's that's I, right it's no, never too late to start <laughs> no it's not um it's so funny that you say that because i have like recognized when i've taken dance classes um when I've been really consistent with my dancing, I can pick up a routine just like that. I'm like, all right, go next eight count. Let's go. But if it's time off, 
it is so much tougher for me to pick up the choreography. And it's oh, just because my brain hasn't been working like that. Oh, yeah. So I think that's a big thing that you're right. Like, it's just that cognitive piece and like you're using your brain so much in that sense um, where dance can be super helpful. I think at any level, like starting out too, like you're just going to, you're making your brain really work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, do you mind if we uh, switch gears and go into some of the questions that our team put together? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, our team, you've probably experienced this. They you know, so much value the time that they get to spend with you behind the scenes, you know, from end to end, onboarding with you, creating the relationship, prepping for classes and so on. And, and so I asked them all what questions they thought our GLOW members might want me to ask you. And so I hope we won't get to all of them, but we'll get to a few of them here. Um, yeah. So the first one is, what is it like behind the scenes working with Team GLOW? Working with Team Glow is a very supportive hand-holding team in the best way possible where, like, I remember, like, my first meeting with everybody. Like, I got to come into the office when we had the office in Santa Monica and sit down with the whole deck, and it was just, like, so well-prepared and, but, like, in the same sense, like, but what else do you want to be? Like, what can we give you to make the best classes for Glow? Um, so there's a lot of great handholding and then also like just a lot of space to be like, what do you want to do though? And I think my favorite piece, like it's my favorite piece because it makes me actually really super creative and a lot of companies don't do this and it's, I don't know, maybe you don't want me to give this away. So, <laughs> but like, um, no, it's, it's, it's actually what I love about our process yes, and, and it's, so, yeah, please go for it. It's the working with the team and um, the team that I work with, like they'll send me a like 30 minute back to basics bar. So it's just the title of the workout. And then I get to do whatever else I want with that space. And it's the perfect amount of not like, oh yeah, go do whatever you want. Cause I wouldn't be able, I'd be like, I don't know what to do. Like I have no idea right now, but like <laughs> having just that tiny, yes. Yeah. Having that tiny roadmap is the most helpful. Um, and it's nice. really like my favorite way to create. And honestly, Glow's the only company that does that. Um, yeah. And I know it's really helpful to get the analytics and the numbers and things like that too. And a lot of the times I think sometimes companies will see the analytics and be like, great. So we need something just like this, but you know, the next version of it. And that's really hard to do sometimes too. We're like, I don't know what that, I don't know why we can't just keep doing the same workout again and again, then, you know what I mean? And I, and I understand that there needs to be something there. So Glow's done a really great job of here's my analytics. Here's this, here's a great title that we would love for you to be able to create off of. And it's made my life so much easier, but then so much more just space to do what I can do best with it. Hmm. Beautiful. I love that. I'm so mm -hmm. happy that that's your experience. Oh, I love it. I'm always like, let's see these. Yes. I love these. And then, <laughs> you know, of course they're like, if, if there's something there's, if there's a title that you're like already ready and go willing to go for then totally. But I right. do appreciate having that a little bit taken off my plate and your team's like, we got you. Like, I'm like, yes, it's perfect for me. Mm, sweet. Yeah. 
It works so well. Running a type ship with room for co-creative. Mm-hmm, exactly. Have you ever been approached by one of your glow fans out there in the real world? I did, and it was recent. And it was so sweet. I was at an event for one of my other clients who was launching an apparel line. And um, this woman came up to me. She's like, what's your name? And I was like, I'm Jenny. She's like, oh, nice <laughs> to meet you. And then she's like, Jenny, what? And I was like, Del Pozo. And I'm like, I'm, you know, the person's trainer that was there. And she was like, yeah. I know your voice. And she was like, I took all of your classes, like throughout the pandemic, you got me through that. And I was like, really? And she was like, yep, I was on glow all the time. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is so special. And I was like, you know, like I was like at this event thing, like seeing all these like very well-known people. And she came up to me, I was like, Oh my God, I love this world. So it was a really special moment. It was really, really sweet. Um, and the glow members are so great about, I get a lot of DMS. Um, and I always like look back at the feedback and everything too, after the workouts too. So glow members are really great about reaching out and I appreciate it so, so much. I love hearing from members. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we have, I knew we started this back in 2008 and you know, I, for the most part, like, I don't want to, if I were to put a percentage to it, you know, it'd be like 99% of the time. It's just been incredibly lovely. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm thoroughly grateful for you know, how our GLOW members have, have shown up and, and uh, treated our, our teachers with respect and kindness. And 100% they have. Yeah. If you consider that lovely woman who approached you and think about how it is that you approach your teaching online, like what is it that you think it is that you do that helps create that effect? for someone to have that experience with you through a screen? Yeah, I think I think a big part of what I do, and it comes from my Pilates background, is to really... So in our Pilates certification, which I think may be different from even, even other Pilates certifications, we had to go through each exercise, right? And talk about the muscular bypass. And so what the body's going to want to do to not do the exercise like to make it the easiest it possibly can, right? Mm. Um, so that all the things that your body wants to bypass to work around the hard stuff <laughs> um, and learn all of that and then learn how to cue that to make sure that you are doing it to the best and getting the most out of each exercise. So I think that being able to have all of those types of cues in my back pocket at any moment and know what people are going to want to do to bypass some of the hard um, makes my workouts just a little, like I've had people be like, I thought you were talking, like, it was literally a cue just for me. And I'm like, yes, cause I know that that's what our bodies want to do. So I think right. being able to pick out a lot of those cues and know, A, know what your body's going to do, but then also be, know what your body needs more of, because I know a lot of the times we show up for, um, workouts on the app because, I won't do cardio on my own. I don't like to do Pilates on my own. You know what I mean? So like, that's also what I think about too, when I am programming, it's like, okay, where do I need to put in, you know, this cardio burst or this part of it? Or like, I know that I don't want to do this on my own. Like, let's do this together then instead. So it's a little bit of accountability that I want to give to 
the member and be like, all right, I'm going to hold you accountable too. We're going to get through this part together. I'm going to give you the cues to help get the most out of your exercise and workout every single time you show up. And then you're also holding me accountable because I don't sometimes love to do those cardio bursts either. So we're going to do them mm -hmm. together and both get them out of the way. So I think it's that mixture of those type, those three things that um, make my classes what they are. I would agree with that. And, and it is helpful to think in terms of the bypass that you refer to as what we don't want to do because yeah, we naturally try to avoid yeah. over exerting or, or simply just exerting in ways that we just don't want to, even though it may be very healthy for us. Yeah. Do you ever think in terms of type, like type one and type two muscles and, and working them in any particular proportion? Not, not necessarily if I am like, if it's, unless it's like a themed class for it, then not really. Um, I mean, especially when it comes to Pilates classes, I don't think about it too much. Um, but I think just like talking about the why of like why we're doing an exercise too is really helpful. Um, mm -hmm. I know like when I stopped dancing, I didn't realize dance was like a workout. Like I had no clue how much I was working out. I just oh, loved dancing funny. and I was just there for, oh my gosh, I was work. I would, <laughs> I would take three dance classes a day, right? Like all throughout high school. Um, granted, yeah, most, most people or, you know, that. right. Like, and I just did that. And I, you know, I always think about, you know, granted we were standing around a lot of the time, learning choreography, seeing other parts, like going back. And so it wasn't like a full 90 minutes of me moving, but mm -hmm. when I stopped dancing, I didn't realize like what I that I needed to do so, or I wanted to do something to keep my body healthy um, especially like that was like right when I was going into college too. So it's such a really interesting path of like, okay, stop all the work fitness that you've been doing that you didn't realize was fitness. And now you're into college, trying out drinking for the first time, like all those things. So I had, I got a trainer cause I didn't, I wanted to learn that. And I hated every single minute of those workouts. Mm -hmm. And it was like, we're going to do lunges up and down with weights we're gonna do this and like i think i just didn't connect to it because i do all that now and i love it but i just didn't know why i was doing it so i think mm. when you can talk about why you're doing something and how helpful it can be and like what you can what other things you can probably do better now because we've been doing this um just maybe sparks a little bit more interest into like oh or like just a little bit more of like okay i get why i'm doing this i'm down to do it now um, versus walk up and down this catwalk and do all these lunges. I was like mortified and I hated it. <laughs> I am like, <laughs> and it's so funny because look at what I do today, right? Like, yeah. so I think that that's something that I focus on more versus type one, type two. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing the why is incredibly powerful for me. I'm, I can be really stubborn. So if I haven't convinced myself that I, uh, that's something to that, that doing something over and over again, uh, would be helpful for me. Then yeah, I just won't do it. I am the same exact way, Derek. I, I it's so funny. I can be so stubborn about my workout still. And even though like, I'm like, I see this, but I'm like, but this is really hard. And like, I'm like, and I don't know if I want to go there yet. And it's like, just, a, it's some stubbornness that I do have still too. That's when I get into the science of it and I'll be like, okay, 
teach me the science behind it and then oh, yeah. I can get on the board. That, that's right. Yeah. If you, yeah. if you demonstrate to me the empirical reasons as to why I should be doing something or why it would be helpful for me at this stage in my life, then I, yeah, I'm all in. 100%. Same. We know that burnout among other emotional slash psychological experiences are of importance to our community and uh, we often get a lot of questions from our members you know how would our teachers approach you know, certain life experiences and so with the limited time that we have left why don't we go with burnout so i'm, I'm curious you know have you experienced burnout or uh, you know, if so how do you tend to navigate through it and, and what do you recommend people do if they find themselves in this kind of downward spiral of burnout that uh, I, I've experienced can be incredibly hard to pull oneself out of? Yes. Yeah. I think burnout's a really tough one. Um, I definitely have experienced it myself many a times. Um, I think that like a lot of the times too, when I've experienced burnout, my old path or like pattern would be almost to like hate the situation and run away from it almost like whether it was a job or something like that like I'd be like you know what it's just done I'm done with it right like I'm over it and that's and it's because I'm not like it's just because I'm burnt out um I think the great thing about fitness is as a career for me um the endless education that there is there's always something new to learn it's not like, great, you're done. You've learned everything. There's no more to teach you, right? There's always new science coming out. There's always new methods coming out. There's always something to go back and be like, oh my gosh, wait, should I rethink the way I used to teach? And, and that's, I think, why I've stuck with fitness for so long and like been so happy with it and not ran away. Um, but with that too, yes, I've had so much burnout. Um, and the hard part is, is that like when people are like, oh, like, you know, I'll read like amazing and listen to amazing podcasts about burnout and they're what well, the number one thing to do is to exercise right and then i'm like well i do that for a living but <laughs> yeah. and it can be so hard to exercise when you're burnt out yes yeah and they're like fitness like you know 15 minutes i'm like but if my burnout comes from my fitness career because it is my job then what am i supposed <laughs> to do right and i was like yeah. man that's that's so hard for me so like i had a hard time when I would experience burnout within this career that I'm in. Um, and I think the best thing that I've done for myself is truly take time off um, and not have it on my schedule. Um, and then, but then also fill my schedule with other things that I truly love to do, which was like, see my friends. Like that was my way of doing fitness um, because, or that was like, you know, number one, go do fit. Like, go work out for 15 minutes. It'll help with your burnout. Mine would be to like, go see friends, put a smile back on my face and then come home and just be a little bit more recharged. And then also knowing which friends it is that recharge your battery, which friends, you know, keep you at that even level you haven't been charged or which friends can take away from it. Right. Um, and I found that it's more of my friends that aren't, within the fitness industry that I can just go and like, they have no clue what kind of my life, like day-to-day -day kind of looks like, not no clue, but like they're not wrapped in it so that we don't start to just talk about it too much or vent about it even, um, or we can just have like a blast together and do that. Um, so that's kind of what 
has helped me with burnout. I think also too, like, I like a lot. Uh, for a while, I was reading, you know, and I still do this, of course, because I love to learn. Like, but I'll read books about running. I'll read books about like self help books and things like that. But then I'm also just being very critical of myself still too in those settings. So then I just will read a book like that's just complete like science fiction or something like that, that truly lets me just detach from being self-critical and then also thinking about, oh, how does that work with my career, right? Like just something that just has nothing to do with my career has been really helpful just to go down that path. And that took me a long time because again, for a long time, like I've been working for myself for so long that I'm like, well, if I'm not working, then I'm not being successful, right? And then it's just, you know, defining what success really means for me and things like that. And um, that's like where I had to kind of sit with myself and be like, okay, working more doesn't always mean that that means you're more successful. That's just that just setting myself up for burnout again and again. And I know this isn't a career that I want to get out of. I I know this is I'm doing the right things. I'm in the right places. This is exactly where I should be. So finding, you know, those friends those books, just something where it's like truly not letting me be self-critical was really helpful for me with burnout. Wow. You touched on so many powerful tips slash principles slash ways of, of, of navigating that, that really resonate with me. Like, I mean, it took me well over 15 years to come to that conclusion that, that you refer to as in, I spent so long that if I'm not working, if I'm not sitting at a desk, if I'm not somehow moving the ball down the field on what it was that I was working on, then that would equate to, I'm not doing well enough. I, I won't, I won't, I won't achieve the goals that I have set out for myself and a never ending downward spiral of perfectionism that was never satisfied. And also to truly knowing what serves you and what fills your cup and separating yourself from the very industry or forces that were at play that, that tended to you know, give you that experience of increased cortisol and adrenaline and competitive sort of comparison. I, I, all of that resonates with me. And I too recently, so I, I that was another one of my tricks was to have a, a book or uh, to be engaged in a series of books that were completely separate from the work that I was doing. And so, yeah, I wanted to ask you like, which science fiction books are you, are you, do you love, or like, what are you currently reading? I, I ask in part because I just started reading, uh, the, um, foundation series mainly because it's on Apple TV plus, And that's how I sort of gained interest in it. I, I'm so with you where it's like, it's that competitiveness too. And then also like comparing yourself to everyone else. Cause then I had that hard time of like, well, that person's doing it. Like then I should be doing it. Right. And then you kind of go down that route or like, you know, if you do step back and you see somebody else doing what you are like that, like you're like, oh, I could have done that. And then you're like, well, shoot, now I'm back, you know, not doing that thing. So I'm with you on that. Um, I fell into, I have a friend who's a producer and he produced, um, his dark materials, the show. It was a show for, um, HBO did. I love that show. It's so good. So before it was launching, 
I had never read any of those books. And so I read all those. Um, so which was a little while ago, but like, I remember like, that's what kind of started me on like, oh, you're allowed to read things that aren't necessarily beneficial to your career or your self like growth. Like it was what exactly what I needed. Like I was like, just balled up in the golden compass. And then the next one was, I forget the name of it, but there's like the subtle knife or something like they were just so good for me to just completely be in a different world. Hmm. And I loved yeah. the, like their little like demons that they would have. And I like, like, you know, envisioned all it all. And, all. and then I got to see the show, which was amazing too. So it was just a perfect, like such a getaway for me where I was like, this is exactly what I needed. So I find myself reading more just fiction and that type of thing too. Like, it's just so much fun. It's fun. It's so fun. And yeah, just on that show in particular, I, I love considering the concept of, of a demon and having that, whether it's like, like the subconscious or, you know, aspects of ourselves that we, we don't want to either own or yeah, it's, it's fun. Maybe I'll pick those books up next. They're so good. You'll love them. <laughs> uh, and then you mentioned endless education. I, I, I you know, I, we're definitely drawn to people who are continuous learners. And so is there anything that currently has your attention or that you're um, spending more time learning than, um, than you have previously? Yes, definitely. I think when it comes to, so I'm getting much more into running. I talk about it all the time in my workouts too. Mm -hmm. um, last that. year, <laughs> I think it was last year. Well, it was 2021. Was it only last year? Maybe it was only last year that I did. I ran my first marathon. Mm -hmm. um, and then I decided to run two, of course, because the p competitive nature in me was like, well, let's see what I can do with this. Right. Why would you stop at one? Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I've gotten much more into like reading up on running and that science behind it, too. And kind of that 80-20 rule. Like if there's a really great book called the 80-20 rule of running. Um and I think it's kind of a great way to look at life too, with when it comes to it, where it's like 80% of your running, if you want to get faster, his, it's Matt Fitzgerald, I believe his name is, um, is 80% of your run should be at like a low, like a low threshold. Like you should be, it's low intensity. Like a zone two. Yes. And like, and, but we all think that our zone two, it's much more like our zone three, zone four, but we try to you know, play that, oh, like, nope, this is zone two. And like, obviously heart rate monitoring, like is going to help with that too. Um, but like 80% of running should be low intensity. And only 20% should be that high intensity. And I think that's like, I've like loved that concept a for running. Cause like, again, I was never a runner growing up. Like I danced my whole life. I danced for like dance, competitive dance, like, uh, choreography was like, a dance routine was three and a half minutes long max and you weren't even dancing that whole time. So to run, you know, for four over four hours, like just never thought that would happen in my life. But again, understanding the science behind it a little bit more made it a lot more exciting for me. I think I used to get really caught up on my form, but then in that same book, it's kind of great because he talks about like, everyone's going to have their own form. There's of course things that you don't want to do, but you're going to figure out your own form and flow with it. And I kind of like that idea for a lot of things too in life. But, um, so I've gotten much more into my running and what that feels like and looks like. And then also, um, I found like my perfect combination with my Pilates running yoga is like 
just like just heavier lifting. So I've been doing a lot more strength training um, as well, which has been really, really fun to kind of just wrap my head around that. Um, so that's been really fun. And I'm actually going to do like a full like lifting certification soon as well, like just to really get into that world a little bit more. So there's so much to learn. I love it. <laughs> this is this has been so fun. Thank you so much. Where can people find you online? And do you have anything upcoming that you'd like to announce? Oh my gosh, this has been so great, Derek. Thank you so much. Um, nothing in the works right now, like coming up. Um, just I will keep getting so many workouts to you guys on Glow. Um, I have my website as well. It's um, jennydelpozo.com. Um, so you can find me there. You all know my social too. It's at jennydelpozo underscore fitness. So I'm always here. I'm always happy to hear from all of you. If there's ever anything that you have questions on, you know, I'm always just a DM away to help out with that too. Oh, that's so kind of you. I know that can take mm -hmm. a lot of time. We'll post your website and your, your IG uh, in, in the show notes. And thank you. This has been wonderful. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Derek. This is awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you to our entire team behind the scenes at Glow. I'm so grateful for your care and commitment to serving our members around the world. Thank you to our teachers for so beautifully sharing your gifts and talents. I'm also grateful to our lovely community of Glow members. You've supported us since 2008, and because of you, we get to continue to do the work we love. It's the combined support of our team, our teachers, and our community that grants me the privilege to continue to bring you the Glow Podcast. Thank you to Lee Schneider at Red Cub Agency for production support. And the beautiful music you're hearing now is by Carrie Rodriguez and her husband, Luke Jacobs. And remember, take care of yourself because our world needs you. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. You can find the Glow Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or glo.com slash podcast, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Derek Mills.